Hey there, this is Tom with another daily walk, ourwalkinchrist.com. So, today I want to look uh, really quick at Genesis 37. And uh, an issue inside of our our modern church culture is, and I don't know about church culture exclusively, maybe the American Christianity culture as well, which seems to suggest that, you know, when you come to Christianity, everything's going to be fine for you. And when you follow God, your life's going to go well. And as I was doing a detailed reading through Genesis 37 the other day, um, got into a kind of the mind of Jacob a little bit. So Jacob, of course, has the sons that are the ends up being the 12 tribes of Israel, and his favorite son is Joseph. We know that Joseph is sold into slavery, and uh, and that uh, as you know, as he's having these dreams that God's giving him that are essentially revelations about what's going on in the future, his brothers get even more jealous than they already are. And this jealousy uh, that they have, they plot against him, and they end up uh, selling him, eventually selling him off to some Ishmaelites who sell him to Potiphar, the captain of the guard in Egypt. And so... What's fascinating, though, about um, what's fascinating, though, about this individual little story here is that Jacob, when he's given his son's his son's coat, of course, this is um, Joseph's uh, multicolored or varicolored coat. Basically, it was a a robe that had a lot of different colorations. Famous play written about that, whatever. Um, but in light of that, his sons, his other sons, make the uh, they make this plot to kill Joseph. They take his coat from him, and they end up dipping the coat inside of an animal's blood, bringing it to their father and saying, "Hey, examine this coat. See if this happens to be your son's coat." Now Jacob is, of course, one of the uh, patriarchs of the Israelite faith, the Jewish faith, and, and by extension, the Christian faith. And he's following God, it would appear, at least, well, for the most part, you know, obviously all these guys are having these problems and these challenges following God. But he examines his coat, and he says, my son has been eaten by wild beasts. And that's exactly the conclusion that his other kids wanted him uh, to, to come to. So he says that uh, these wild beasts has torn up my son. I will go down to my grave in mourning. And for about 20 years, Jacob, a servant of the Lord, a patriarch of the faith is living under the delusion that his son has been torn apart by wild beasts. And I got thinking about that part, and I said, you know, he did everything right, apparently, at least mostly. You know, no one reaches perfection here on earth. He's trying to teach his kids about doing the right thing before God. And for 20 years, because God had this plan, 
God had this plan to send Joseph ahead of his brothers and his father to Egypt in order to preserve the nation. He sends them forward, and by doing what was right by Joseph's standpoint, Joseph himself, he's a slave in a house, then he's a prisoner, and finally, after many years, he's exalted to the position of the the uh, second highest power pers- uh, position in power in, in the land of Egypt. But what's fascinating is that all those times, whether Joseph was suffering or whether Joseph was, uh, was in, the, uh, you know, in the palace you know, as a ruler in the land of Egypt, Jacob, following God, was under the impression for a long time that his son was dead was torn apart by wild beasts. And I got to thinking about that. You know that God in the Bible, in the New Testament, has never promised, He has never promised that things are going to go absolutely fabulous for us when we come to Christ. In fact, to the contrary, He says, When you obey Me, people will speak badly of you, you will suffer, You will be persecuted. These are from Jesus' own mouth. Read the Gospels. It's not come to Jesus and your problems are going to go away. It's more than that. It's a promise of eternal life. It's a promise of something so great, we cannot comprehend it. It's a promise of a God so loving, we cannot control it. But it is not about that peace and that love and that joy here on earth. We need, as a Christian community, to stop promising this ultimate heaven on earth when we come to Jesus. It really is false advertising. Because really, to truly come to Christ, it means to give up the parts of your life that you might like. You know, sex is fun and drugs are fun. But they're sinful the long-term consequences of those things outside of the scope of God's plan is bad. We need to keep that in mind. We need to understand that if we engage in those sinful behaviors, even though they may feel right at the short term, it's the long-term impact that they have on our life that's more problematic. And so we need to keep that in mind. Jesus promised us troubles and turmoils here on earth, especially if we choose to follow him to the extent that he said to follow him. Remember that scary part in Matthew chapter 7. He says, Not everyone who says the Lord, Lord, will enter into heaven. Only those who do the will of the Father will enter heaven. And that's something that we need to keep in mind. We need to keep in mind that it's not about come to Jesus and all of your problems on earth will go away and you'll be healthy and you'll be wealthy and and you'll be wise and, and everything will go your way and all your kids will grow up following God and all your family will live close to you forever and will get around the Christmas table and the the Thanksgiving table and sing Kumbaya and see everybody all weekend. That's not what Jesus has promised us. And I had to stop and think about that in more detail reading through Genesis 37. 
Because here's a man who was following God, a patriarch of the faith of God. His son was the, one of those destined ones to save the, the entire family line, to establish through Moses the law that would become the Jewish faith and eventually the line that would give birth to, to the Messiah in God, in Jesus Christ. All that being said, for 20 years, he suffered in mourning the fact that his son had been torn apart by wild beasts. And Joseph did everything right. Joseph resisted the advances of Potiphar's wife. He always did what was right everywhere. Yet still he suffered so long in a jail cell. He suffered so long as a slave before finally being raised up to that position of privilege in Egypt. All that was God's plan. And remember that the generations, 400 years, the Israelites were suffering in Egypt. All that was also God's plan to bring about his ultimate purpose and plan that he told Abraham about. This is Jacob's grandfather. He told him about all of this. He said, your children are going off to a land that is not theirs. They will be in captivity for 400 years. And then I'm going to bring them back to this land that I'm promising you. Because the inhabitants in this land have not yet reached the sinful capacity that they will. And your children will be used as the instrument of judgment against them. Ultimately, it wasn't about peace on earth. Never has been about peace on earth. We're not going to accomplish peace on earth. But we do need to accomplish love on earth through following Christ and what he tells us to do, tells us to be. We can actually have some of that. But it's not this perfect wonderfulness that, uh, that is promised many times. We need to keep that in mind. Suffering sometimes is part of the purpose of God. And remember also in James, you consider it all joy when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith will produce endurance. Let endurance have its perfect, uh, perfect result that you may be complete and perfect, lacking in nothing. Suffering is part of our life in Christ. We need to remember that. This has been Tom with The Daily Walk, ourwalkinchrist.com. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.